0: Hello and welcome everybody to uh, not just another weekly InventRight webinar uh, series, but an outstanding and unique and compelling webinar series with one of InventRight's favorite folk, Mr. Benjamin Harrison. And of course, we've got Stephen Key too here this evening. Um, So gentlemen, welcome to you both. How are you doing?
1: Well, thank you, Terry. I'm doing great. How about you, Benjamin? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just doing just a little better than you are,
2: Stephen. Whatever level you are, I'm just. A better.
1: Well, that's pretty much all the time, you know. I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Benjamin. Um, oh, nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, before we start, before this presentation, I just want to, um, I want to thank Benjamin for doing such a great job, um, helping all of us navigate. Uh, the world of contacting companies and showing us how to get into companies today using LinkedIn. He has mastered this to the point of getting such a great response when when people are putting an outreach to these companies and then responding back. But before we start this presentation, I need to give a shout out to Ryan Diaz, and he's probably not listening tonight, but if we step back in time, back in 2000, I think it was 2014, uh, Coach Ryan Diaz was getting in the companies, and I know he has a full-time job, and I couldn't quite figure out how he was doing it until one day, he said, Steve, I, uh, I never cold call anybody. So I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I I don't cold, cold, call companies to get in. I use LinkedIn. And I have to tell you, I said, what do you mean you use LinkedIn? He goes, well, you know, I have a full-time job and I found a way of using LinkedIn in the mornings or during lunch, or even when I'm pumping gas, I can reach out to companies and make a connection. Now, Terry, that kind of threw everything out the door because we've been teaching people to do cold calls, right?
0: Yes, absolutely true. Absolutely true. It changed everything.
1: It kind of did, and I didn't want to recognize it at first because I thought, "Do I have to change all this stuff?" (laughs) But it changed all the stuff.
0: (laughs) It changed all the stuff, but but in a very good way. way.
1: I have to change everything I've written about for how many years now that LinkedIn has come on the scene? This is going to be painful. So he kept on poking me and saying, you know, Steve, this really works. And so we kind of paid, I paid attention to it. And then Benjamin came along and Benjamin um, had a very high level project. He was working on dealing with record companies and they're notorious for having You know a lot of gatekeepers, okay, and and I could tell. You know, I was working with Benjamin, and he was a little frustrated at it. I could tell, but I said, "Eh, "Keep on playing around with it," and he did. And Benjamin found a way to get into high level people. In fact, he found a way to use LinkedIn to get into anybody. And he's been dedicating the last couple years, at least, to Find the certain techniques that that just make it easy for us inventors to reach out to companies using LinkedIn. And he's been teaching a class. uh, It's called Smart Pitch. And I'm surprised, Benjamin, but those classes are packed. Mm -hmm. But now I know why. Because you're making it easy for people now. That the dreaded cold call is just thrown out the door. And you figured out a way to help us inventors reach out to all those companies using LinkedIn. And Terry, Benjamin, I don't know, six months, seven months ago, I think he had a crazy idea to write a book. And I said, well, that sounds like a great idea and you have all the experience. So Benjamin and I wrote this book called Licensing Ideas Using LinkedIn. I'm very proud to say that it is up on Amazon now. You can find it. And he's going to talk about, there it is right there. And we did get the approval to use LinkedIn's trademark for this new book. And I'm very proud that we were able to get that. But it has all the strategies. It has all the scripts. It has everything you need to get that licensing agreement first by contacting companies that are looking for ideas using LinkedIn. And what's really great is that given what's happened today, a lot of people aren't in the office. So the timing of this book is remarkable. So I just want to say before Benjamin starts, Benjamin, thank you very much for letting me be on your journey and everybody else. You've done a remarkable job, and I, I can only say congratulations.
2: Thank you, Stephen. I mean, you want to talk about thanking somebody, uh, being on a journey. How about getting to, getting to co-write a book with your brother? I mean, that was one of the neatest things I've ever got to do. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to get to do that with you. Um, never would have happened. I, I don't consider myself an author. It wasn't something that I, I would have ever even considered doing without you. But what a man, what a, a crazy experience it's been. Um, you're right. Writing books is it, it's difficult. It's it's a lot of work, it's a lot of good dedication and um there's just no way of of knowing how much work's gonna go into it until you've you've actually got it done done. But uh thanks for putting up with me through the process and uh thanks for the opportunity, man. It's an honor to be able to co-write something with you.
1: Now the pleasure's all mine, and I'll let you take it from here, Benjamin. Good job, and I think everybody's gonna really enjoy this webinar tonight. Yeah,
0: all well, right. They, so, so jumping right in then, uh, Benjamin, uh, licensing your ideas using LinkedIn with the game changer. Benjamin Harrison.
2: <laughs> you heard it here first, the game changer. <laughs> I like that. So Stephen was just talking about this, and guys, feel free to jump in whenever you want. I know Stephen will, will probably have to have something to say at some point, but Why LinkedIn is currently so important for inventors is because trade shows have either been canceled or gone virtual. And most people are working remotely. It's harder than ever to get people to answer the phone. And in the middle of all of this, companies are still extremely hungry for great ideas but you have to approach them professionally you it all these other forms of communication all these other ways of getting in just aren't what they used to be trade shows uh they're gonna try to go virtual we'll see how that goes i'm excited to see how it goes i have high hopes but i know that there's really nothing to replace that that person to person you know, two people actually in front of each other having a conversation, uh, but it's going to be hard to replace that. Stephen and I were just talking about it. We had a blast at the last uh, national hardware show, but things have changed. That's that's just not the way that it is anymore. So LinkedIn is playing a bigger and bigger role for inventors because people are responding on social media that are working remotely. It's uh, something that is just getting more and more prominent and daily. People are still hungry for those ideas, but you really don't have many other options out there to professionally approach people at this point. So why I believe that LinkedIn is the future of open innovation is that it's an amazing tool for not just reaching out to companies, but for researching companies as well. And it's where all the decision makers are. There's over 700 million users at this point. And another reason is that LinkedIn direct messaging doesn't produce the same fear that's associated with making cold calls. So it's easier for product developers that are getting into the game, people that aren't already seasoned vets at cold calling, People that the people that this step scares off because it's a, a difficult skill set to get used to. They don't have to go through that step in the same way. And they don't have to work through those same fears because d- d- making a, you know, sending someone a message on LinkedIn just isn't as scary as a cold call is. And direct outreach on LinkedIn is also, let would say at least four times more effective than cold calling. And it can produce some really lightning fast responses. I get screenshots that's, students will send in of responses that happen in under a minute on a Saturday. So you you can't really ask for anything faster than that. Another reason why LinkedIn is going to play such a huge role in the future of open innovation is that it provides users the ability to control how they are perceived in ways that cold calling or cold emailing cannot Like Stephen was talking about earlier with Ryan, he has, he's, was, Ryan works like at 750 hours a week required, and he can still manage to get this done because it's something you can do in those moments at at the gas station or waiting in line. It it doesn't have the same time constraints that cold calling does. It's great for time zone difficulties difficulties because of that and language barriers it provides people an opportunity that I think is unprecedented to make effortless connections with key players within targeted companies I cannot think of an easier way to be able to connect with with other professionals Um, and It's not something that you can do on the phone in the same way that you used to be able to. Phone calls are becoming more and more of a warmly tool in today's digital age. And that's something that we'll talk about later is that the phone is still a necessary tool, but it's more of a warmly tool today. Uh, It's once you've already established a, a a little relationship once you've sparked some engagement or some interest that's when you're moving to that so what ends up happening whenever i try to talk to a lot of inventors about linkedin is that they really have pushback because they think that they have to start creating content or go viral or be an influencer in order to use LinkedIn. And it's just simply not the case. There's a content strategy that people use on LinkedIn, but as far as pitching your product ideas or to potential licensees, You don't have to create content. You don't have to worry about being an influencer. You don't have to follow that type of strategy in order for LinkedIn to be in order to have success with LinkedIn. So as a product developer looking to license your ideas, you shouldn't be doing a lot of the things that people assume that they're going to have to do in order to use LinkedIn effectively. You shouldn't be advertising your product ideas on your LinkedIn profile or in your LinkedIn posts. Your goal is not to get as many eyeballs on your product as possible, on on your product idea. Um, Posting your products online is considered public disclosure, and it doesn't come across professional and can even invite infringement. And just to be clear, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not giving any kind of law advice, but what we're talking about here is posting your product ideas. It's one thing once a product has gone to market, then by all means post about it, uh, advertise, help your licensee out any way that you can. But if you're posting your product ideas online before, before they've hit the market, then you're actually... Diminishing some of the perceived value your product idea has to potential licensees because it's not seen as exclusive and you're just giving other people an opportunity to be able to see that and then get to market first with it. So content strategy, the strategy of getting your idea out there uh, you via just creating content and posting it, is not what you're supposed to be doing online or on LinkedIn, even though that's what most product developers think and that's what makes them shy away from it. What we do is called direct outreach and it's totally different than the content strategy in that you're creating a professional profile, you're connecting with people uh, and building a base of connections, then you're connecting with key users that work for targeted companies then you're reaching out to those people using a simple message and then you're submitting simple and effective marketing material to the go-to contact within that company. And then after that, you answer any questions and you generate serious interest and set up a meeting and move the conversation off of social media. So... Just with simple direct outreach strategy, like we just discussed, of creating a profile, connecting with people, reaching out to them, the inventor community provided response rates that I get during class from people is that some, if they're implementing what we teach in Smart Pitch, and if they're just doing that basic direct outreach, they're getting 25 to 40% response rates, 25, 35, 40%, something like that, which is a lot better than than cold calling, which is 7 to 10 if you're good. What we've learned furthermore is that whenever people start to take this a little more serious and they focus on their profile in a way that uh, helps them stand out and showcase them as a professional, if they focus on creating that type of profile and they implement what I call micro branding where they just create a a mini narrative in their info area that makes them appear more human rather than just having like a static job resume type of uh, info area, that they end up getting a higher response rate which goes from 40 to 55 percent, uh, the people that put forth that, that extra effort are, are getting that extra response rate or a higher response rate, and then people that even take it a step further and and start to implement what we call discovery, which is where they research their connections profiles before they send them uh some initial direct outreach that they're able to get 60, 65% response rates. I know April Mitchell and Michelle Morrison and some some other smart pitch community members uh are just used to 60, 65% response rates at this point. But it's not an accident that it happens that way. They're doing a lot of things right. And and They're able to go in and actually look at a connections profile and then judge by their activity and how it is that they participate, um, how to customize their message in order to reach out to them. That's a little more work than I like to put into it. I'm happy getting 35 40% response rate, but the the people that, that really like to take it to the next level on LinkedIn um, are able to to get 55, 65% by putting in forth that little extra effort of adding the discovery step into their direct outreach.
0: So Benjamin, can I ask you a question here, man? I, I think that's so interesting. You're, you're basically saying that for somebody who uh, is making cold calls and is good at it, um, they're going to get a 7, uh, 8, 9, 8% uh, response rate. And through simply getting yourself set up to look professional on LinkedIn, you're going to immediately increase that uh, by potentially to, to 40% type of response rate. And then you can just by taking a few simple steps, you could actually get yourself to for potentially 65 or better percent response rate from from the people you really need to know and that you really need to connect with within the industry. That seems, it's an amazing number. I mean, it really is. Do you have to, to, to be the, at that discovery level, do I have to be a social media uh, person? Yeah, I guess that's the only way I can put it because you know me, I'm not really a social media person. Uh, I don't do Facebook and Twitter and all the different things that are out there. Do I have to be that person?
2: So, I don't think that you have to be that person in in the respect that you have to put yourself out there. It's really about attention to detail, Terry. It's about having some activity, some participation on the platform. It doesn't you don't have to be, you know, on there constantly, but it, it does help out a lot if you're active yourself.
1: But it's about,
2: it's really their discovery that they're doing their research. Um, it's the attention to detail to each specific connection. And then they'll, they'll customize even, um, they'll, they'll go through and they'll look at that person's activity and they'll see how that person participates. They see how they communicate. Is it formal? Is it casual? And then they'll customize their direct outreach message accordingly. And that's why that number ends up being so high, is they're, they're, they've got skin in the game at that point. They're, they're putting in work in order to achieve those success, those response rates. But it's not necessarily about being an influencer, it's about honing your skill, uh, honing your outreach game to a point where you can learn to read people
0: like it's meeting them where they're at is kind of the way I look at it I think that's great
2: thank you absolutely and so another big aspect of that too is it helps if you've got an effective LinkedIn profile that's another aspect of this that's essential if you want to try to get that at as high of response rates as possible and Stephen if you're still awake uh you, I know you like to to coin the LinkedIn profile as being a sell sheet for you as a product developer. I've always liked the way that you put that. Um, you you want to expound any on how, how you see that playing out or what it is, when your aha moment was for that?
1: No, I think your LinkedIn profile is, really your personal sell sheet. And I think I like the way you actually said it's your digital handshake. Um, it's a way for someone to get to know you. Um, everybody knows today that most companies are interviewing you along with your product submission. I was able to interview 30 different industry leaders in 17 different industries. And I asked them, what are we doing right? And what are we doing wrong as inventors? And the first thing they told me, they said, look, we really have to get to know you a little bit and determine if you were someone we want to educate, not, I wouldn't say educate, but someone we want to bring into our community. We want to bring into our company. You see, they're, they're interviewing your product submission, but they really, they need to make sure that you're someone that they can bring into their company and not be embarrassed. So that's why having that ability to build your profile as a personal sell sheet to give them the confidence that you are a professional is powerful. And that's why I think it's really important to take the time to do it correctly. I think you're absolutely right. Um it, it like like it says
2: here on the slide, you know, think about it from your connections' perspective. They're going to be handing you off to someone else in their company. They're going to they're going to be vouching for you, they're, you know. It's a great way for them to be able to vet you. And if you spend the time to make sure that you have your profile looking right, you have just made that an easy decision over and over and over and over. Any any company that you that you try to get into.
1: Yeah, they, um, they told they told me Benjamin, they don't care how great your idea is. It could be the greatest idea on in the on the planet, but. If you're not someone they feel comfortable to bring you in, they will not do it. And I was a little surprised because I always felt it was just the idea that mattered. But no, it's not. So that's why the the LinkedIn profile and the way you do the outreach is really allows you to get to know somebody and they get to know you a little bit and they feel comfortable about you. It's a way to sell yourself a little bit. And it's a especially for people that are maybe a little shy that someone can look at your profile and go, okay, this is someone that looks like they're participating on LinkedIn. They have a community. There's someone that I want to get to know.
2: I think you're so right. Uh, Something that we, that we talk about uh, April Mitchell and I, who's who's some of the coach and she Absolutely kills it on LinkedIn. And she's done a great job at doing just that. And I love the mini narrative that April has of the you know, mom with four kids and military mom. Uh it I love the way that it helps her shape her her professional presence and it, it establishes her point of difference on um, just by her activity and the, the way that she participates on the platform, Uh, she's been able to have a point of difference personally, the same way that a a product has a point of difference. And that helps you be more memorable to people and it helps them be more comfortable in dealing with you because they feel like they actually uh, know you. You're not just a, a, Face on a digital screen somewhere.
0: It's that old saying of people like dealing with people like themselves, and, and yeah, if they feel like they can get to know you, and they and they see that there's some similarities, and if, even you know, if it's just professionally, they're they're going to give you better. Uh, uh, there's a better chance that they're going to give you the time of day to and, and really give it a look over. So I I think that's great.
2: One hundred percent, and I I just got done doing the the Kentucky inventor group, and Don Skaggs is uh, great. Uh, This is my first time doing their inventor group, but I've I've got to meet Don a couple different times, and I've prepared a story because I know Don's a story guy. I did it for him, and I've been meaning to tell Stephen the story, but we haven't had time for me to get to it. Um, But something that happened to me personally recently that I think is very applicable in in this conversation. And um, before I get to it, I just want to talk like what we were saying, Uh, as well as the way that you craft your profile, your platform participation or lack thereof also sets the professional tone that that you have in every interaction and connection that you make. People pay attention to that stuff. Uh, we talk about it in Smart Pitch often how, you know, when somebody wants to, you know, somebody messages you and asks something of you, and you go and qualify their profile, if you see them being rude, being a troll, being a, a jerk, or you just have a completely different comfort level and moving forward with responding to that person than if you see them being a positive professional. And it's true that your initial first few seconds of interaction in person or digitally can forever change the way that someone sees you. And paying the the extra attention and realizing that the devil's in the details and the way that you craft your profile and the way that you participate on the platform can have a massive impact on your ability to form advantageous relationships within companies and so where the story ties into this is I've, I've recently i'm under contract i'm selling my home that i've been in for the last 16 years i drew the floor plans for the house that i'm in whenever i was like 19 years old i've I've got a lot of my heart in this place i've I've spent a lot of time um, on it working on it i did all the columns all the mantles all all the trim work just it it's been a labor of love for a long time but we're moving and my girlfriend heather and i are moving into uh, an rv that we've bought we're in travel for a minute. But as part of that, we had to rent a storage space where we're gonna keep the RV before we move out. And there was I'm lucky that we actually have a couple of plugs that work at this storage unit where I can actually plug my RV in, which has been helpful because I've had all kinds of stuff that I've had to work on on it. It's it's not as new as it looks. It looks brand new, but it's, it's, uh, older. I got a good deal on and the one of the few plugs that worked made me have to back right up on somebody to the point where I was uncomfortable being as close to their rig as they were. They weren't there whenever I was there doing it. I felt bad um, you know, leaving so little space for them to walk around or get their bikes off of the back of their rig and uh but i just had to do what i had to do just in order to make it work and the first time that i saw that guy out there in his f-250 with you know backed up to my rig as well i almost didn't even go into place because i just didn't want to deal with some altercation because i'm on top of somebody's um belongings and so i I decided that I'd go in instead and just, you know, hit the, just go ahead and get it over Give the guy the respect of apologizing, him, letting him know that I
1: understand, um,
2: that I'm a little close to him and I, I don't want to be, but I'm just trying to not be out the middle of the lane. And uh, I walked up to him and, and told him that, and he was, Immediately, just so kind back to me, it turned out that he's an ex-Marine, he and his wife both are ex-Marines and met on an aircraft carrier, and this potentially kind of awkward situation turned into a scenario where, because I gave him the respect of of talking to him and and acknowledging the fact that I was encroaching on him a little bit, uh, we ended up able to Form of friendship really quickly. And at this point, we help each other out. And uh, it's it's been amazing. And then we have another guy that moved in um, and parks his rig. And he ended up taking up two spots, his tiny little rig. And the first thing that the guy ever said to me was he asked me. If I was the mechanic for the owner of, the, of my, my RV that I was his opening line to me. So you're this guy's mechanic. And I, I asked him, What do you mean? And he, he was like belittling about it. And he, he, he said, The person that owns this coach employs you to perform maintenance on it. And I was like, no, man, no, man. like explain the story to him. And he tried to be nice afterwards. He told me he's a engineer by trade and he, we went on to talk a little bit and he, he I could tell he, you know, wanted to make friends, but it just isn't going to happen. There's just not a world after our initial meeting of him ask of you know, he didn't approach me with a, Hey, nice rig. It was whose rig are you working on? Like it after that initial meeting, there's it's it's gonna take a lot for me to get to a point where where me and this guy are are gonna be friends, and I think that that's important to remember in all of this because as a, as product developers, a lot of us are in that engineer mindset of we're we're more we're more focused on making things work or how things work how devices work, how something's, how prototypes gonna be better. But we forget that business is a people game and you need to remember how people work and respecting people is how you form relationships. Um, That is how you, that's how you spark engagement in a way with someone where they actually are even going to be willing to listen to what you say at all is by respecting people once you've lost that you've got to make up a lot of ground after the fact and so i'm sorry to go off on a long story i know you hate me for it stephen but i just i think it's important for inventors to remember that licensing just like any other business is a people game and you have, to, you have to understand how people work if you're going to form those relationships. Um, an, another way to get people a little bit more comfortable with you and make your profile come a little more alive that's a new thing that they've started doing on LinkedIn is to add a name pronunciation to your profile. It's something that you can do on your mobile devices. You can't do it on a desktop, but you now have the ability to just go through and record a 10 second recording of you saying your name. And I know that it doesn't sound important. I know that it doesn't sound like it would make a big difference, but it's crazy whenever you go to someone's profile and listen to them say their name, and then read their about area afterwards. Read their info area. You, it's it's like their voice narrating it all of a sudden.
1: So, so you, know,
0: you know, Benjamin, I think it's interesting what you're saying. I man. It, it sounds to me like much of what you were saying with respect to your 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 story at the RV park and the in the story here is it really is about personalizing yourself. It's about it's about making the connection and just being I think the term you used earlier was being more human um, and and so it seems to me that you're saying that's like a really big key to to having success and and building your profile to get that across am I accurate than that
2: you're 100% accurate Terry uh Terry's paying attention I can tell uh heck like, yeah no, thank you. No, it, it it's weird. It it is a tiny little touch. It is the weirdest little thing. But uh, do you know Mike Miller? Do you, do you know that? And sure. writes Mike Miller. Absolutely. Uh, Mike was the guy that actually showed me that. And hmm. it, it's a name pronunciation tool that I, I guess they're using it in business where it's nice where I. I don't have to wonder if you pronounce your name Terry or Terry because I can I can hear you say it and I won't make that mistake. So it's a nice like business thing. But it ended up being something that just makes it it makes you seem a lot more human, makes you a lot more more uh, personable. It, It makes people more comfortable with you. And it was funny when I went and read and listened to Mike. Um, just listen to him say his name on his profile. It just made me smile because I like Mike. He's such a nice guy. I could see him smiling whenever he said his name. So don't underestimate the the power of that. I, I would recommend that everybody take the couple of seconds to just go through and, um, And and use that option say your name. Um, Don't use it as an opportunity to get all weird and pitchy or or whatever. Don't use it as another opportunity to try to pitch. Um, But moving on, uh, just making connections on LinkedIn, really basic, easy stuff, guys. Uh, You just want to make some initial key connections that have many connections themselves Uh, the way that linkedin works is the more connections that your connections have the easier it's going to be for you to get into companies the easier it's going to be for you to ask those people for connections and then be able to reach out to them so whenever you start making connections, it's good to start out with making you know key connections that have a bunch of uh, connections themselves. People tag their accounts with stuff like a LinkedIn Lion, or they'll say no IDK somewhere. If you do searches for those two terms, then those are going to be people that have a lot of connections themselves. Stephen, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you?
1: No, not at all, Benjamin. Thank you very much. You know what's really amazing about building this community on LinkedIn? And I want everybody to really hear this. If you connect with me, I have probably 10,000 connections. Now, Benjamin, talk about a little bit of why that's important, right? Because you can connect with me and other people. Before you know it, your network just grows so large. and I feel if we all start to connect together that our community just gets stronger. We have a voice. But tell them what happens if you connect with someone like me with 10,000. I think you've got probably much more than that at this point. But what happens when you start to do that?
2: The whole platform opens up, Stephen. It's, It's crazy. I remember whenever that first started to happen for me. I don't know if you remember this, but you were my third connection. I think uh, you, you got me into LinkedIn and you were, you were my third connection. So I can tell everybody from experience that what happens is it it opens the platform up when you connect with other inventors and they have many connections and it allows you to very quickly be able to find second and third degree connections in almost any company that allows you to get into those companies. It's it's insane the power of, of having a base of connections that all have a bunch of connections themselves.
1: So Benjamin, explain this to me. If I have 10,000 connections and someone connects with me, does that give them, what does that give them? Does that give them Connections to my connections? How does that work? So how that works is that if someone
2: is connected to you, then they are your first degree connection and all of your other first degree connections become their second degree connections. And then all of their first degree connections become your third degree connections. So it's kind of like the Kevin Bacon game of how many degrees to Kevin Bacon, but it, yeah it allows you to be able to reach out to those people for connection requests at that point because you're connected through someone through someone else and so that's what it does is it allows you to be able to reach out to other professionals for connection requests and then if they accept it, then you can message them for free unlimited messaging
1: Now I'm going to assume that tomorrow. Everybody that's listening tonight that's not connected with me, that you connect with me because then that shares my connections with you. Is that correct?
2: Yes, except for I think the only reason he did that is because he wants to get more connections than me. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had
2: a feeling the same thing, <laughs>
1: Benjamin. Oh, geez, you guys saw through that so, so. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's how you know, we know you brother so, it's, oh, so brother. this is like yeah. compound
0: interest it's compound interest in the connection world
1: um, is. It's, is it's, that is that transparent i thought it was pretty sneaky about that but i guess <laughs> yeah. not
2: yeah, i love it so, right. as far as who you connect with i i prefer to make connections with people in marketing and sales and product development they're the people that are active on the platform and they're the people, active people are the people that are going to respond. I like marketing people because they're, uh, they just, they seem help more helpful to me. Salespeople use the platform more often, but they're just not quite as, as I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I I, I like marketing more and, and I've done more, of it. maybe I just connect with them better.
1: Benjamin, tell me this, what are some of the common mistakes that We're making. Oh, look at that. Okay, there you go. You know, I'm 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 right there with you on this. So, thank you. Uh, so. So, uh, Stephen, give me two
2: slides, and we'll get to those mistakes. Um, but when you're getting ready to reach out, um, you need to make sure that you have a couple of things done before you before you start to do that we're just going to go over that checklist really quick and then we're going to get to um i'm going to start moving faster because i know how long-winded i am and i know stephen's got to go so that checklist is you want to make sure that you have a profile completed and looking professional at least as professional as the people that you're going to be reaching out to have that be your goal You wanna make sure that you have connections within the targeted companies. You wanna make sure that you've participated within the industry on LinkedIn that you're gonna be pitching into. You need to be participating with the venting community and you need to be participating just liking, commenting on posts within the industry that you're going to be pitching. You need to make sure that you have killer marketing material prepared be that sell sheets or videos because you're going to get responses and people are going to expect you to to make good on it so you need to have that ready you also need to make sure that you have some ip protection in place and in the form of a provisional patent application it's really great if you can know your prior art and your point of difference um just as a way of prepping for common questions. It's nice if you can have a prototype ready. That's great. A 3D prototype, whatever it is. but It's nice to have that stuff ready before you start reaching out because you're gonna get responses and you're gonna need to be able to submit that afterwards.
0: Benjamin, can I ask you a quick question about that? Because uh, I know we we are getting close to the top of the hour and, and we need to kind of move. But I, I wanted to ask you. You mentioned in that first one, have your profile completed and looking professional. Uh, I have students ask me questions often about, do I have to put my picture up there? Can I put an avatar, a uh, a comic kind of thing? Can I put a picture of my dog? Um, Can I put something besides me there? Um, What are your thoughts on things like that?
2: Man, uh, I just don't think it's gonna come across professional. Uh, I think I understand not liking to take pictures of yourself. Uh, my LinkedIn profile shot. I, I took like 150 pictures and chose one that I could suffer looking at. I understand it's not easy to do, but you know, step up to the plate, get over, get over your fear, get, you know, get, do the best that you can, because you're not going to have a very high success rate if you're not willing to meet people professionally where they're at. And chances are you're not going to be pitching to people that have their dog or an avatar as their as their profile picture.
0: Okay. So so what you said, you no wait a minute. You you took 150 pictures and that's the one you chose? I'm teasing. (laughs) I'm kidding, buddy. Great picture. I love it. He's really
1: God, he's (laughs) tough. I love love that. that I thought the moderator was supposed to be kind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uh but yeah that that would be my that would be my advice is you can you cannot you you cannot, uh try to meet people professionally where they're at, but it's gonna be a long road um, the keys to effective direct outreach strategies are to biggest thing that I can say is to act like you're supposed to be there don't peacock as I call it inventors often want to send over a gigantic message uh, and send over a lot of information in order to prove that they, they have knowledge, prove that they have game in an area, but it doesn't end up coming across that way. It, it comes across a lot better if you just act like you're supposed to be there and act like you're supposed to be asking people questions. Don't, don't act weird about it. Don't don't make it odd for everybody. Don't make it awkward. And you're just going to test several contacts within a company and see who's willing to help you. And chances are you're going to find somebody that's willing to help you. That's a, a big key to effective direct outreach is to not give up if you've reached out to one or two people. Um, and and oh, okay it's not going to work it's not the case just test so is so that's what you mean Benjamin that
0: by test several uh, contacts reach out to a bunch of people within a company and see who's willing to get back to you
2: yeah a batch at a time because you don't want six people that all respond to you at the same time but I would test several contacts say a, anywhere from four to six uh, sure. at a, at a time uh, I know Ryan doesn't, Diaz doesn't mind sending out ten in a day within the same company, but just for me, for for my pace to, that I move at, it's more of you know four to six at a time, just because I I don't like having four people respond to me and then I I feel weird. But if I send out four to six, I know I'm going to get at least one person that responds. I also greatly encourage people to practice what I call consensual submissions, which is to uh, ask permission and to not send over marketing material or specific information in your initial message whenever you're first reaching out to somebody. That your initial message is about asking permission. It's not about cramming your marketing material down their throat. Just sparking engagement is key. The first response out of someone is the hardest. So you need to make your outreach about making your message easy for them to respond to.
1: wait, 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 Wait a minute, Benjamin. I shouldn't write about how I came up with my invention. I shouldn't go on and on and on how I'm, you know, came, you know, whatever and send a link and do something that takes time and, I guess what I'm saying is, in another way, I get these um, people that reach out to me and they 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 write a book, right? And that's probably not the right approach because they haven't told me a little bit about who they are, and I I don't even know I I don't even know who they are yet, but they're they're going on and on and on and on. Tell us about is that the right approach or not?
2: Oh, that's exactly
1: the wrong approach. What I would focus on doing
2: is if people want to dig into get more information about you, they can. All they have to do is look at your profile. It's one click away from that message. So just be the one person that sends a short message. Uh, like Stephen's saying, Stephen is referring to spam that he gets on a daily basis. And so what you wanna do is study that spam, pay attention to it and do the exact opposite. So what I would recommend is, is doing the exact opposite of what Stephen just described. And that's what a lot of people do is they send these long-winded rants with links in them. And uh, you're just crazy if you think that that that's a realistic ask of a connection
1: of yours. Now, Benjamin, why is that? I, I think you're asking too much at the very beginning of a relationship. You're stealing someone's time when you're asking too much, and they don't even know you. I, I like when someone gives me a little, a little bit of flattery. How does that play out?
2: Well, flattery's great. Uh, everybody likes that. Respect is is what we keep coming back to, though. Someone isn't respecting your time if they're just going to copy and paste, a spray and pray marketing, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, spam at you. If they respect your time enough to do a little bit of research about you and to give you a little flattery and, and to go about it that way, you're just so much more likely to respond to that person, correct? Yeah.
1: Well, I am personally when someone has taken the time to know a little bit about what I do and they might make some small reference of what I do and they say something kind of nice i'm I'm more willing to respond to it if it's not too long, so I guess it's um it's being even though it's social media, I guess it's kind of being polite, isn't it I mean. You wouldn't walk into a party and say, "Hey, I got a, I have a car to sell," or <laughs> my, you know, or "Hey, everybody, uh, my house is for sale." Don't you kind of take it a little bit slower? One hundred percent. And it, you're you're just
2: being, yeah, you're being disrespectful to everybody else around you if if you don't.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so this is going to those those mistakes you were talking about, the mistakes to avoid. Don't, don't do these things. Why shoot yourself in the foot before you even got started?
2: Yeah. Exactly. Don't send long messages because they're not going to be read. Don't send links. They're not going to be clicked. Don't ask to partner up in an initial message because people are going to ignore you. Don't do a deep dive into your personal history, life story. People don't have time to care about all that. They barely have time to care about a one mess or one sentence message. So remember to that not to expect anything from your connections. They don't owe you a response. They don't owe you time. So approach it from that perspective of giving them the, the respect of getting in, and getting out. So a couple of examples of direct outreach message scripts, we included two um, and they're really basic, really easy. Uh, what you have to remember is that hard linear sales pitches don't work on LinkedIn, but just it's kind of the same as they don't work in person. You have to let your marketing material do the selling for you. So some effective scripts that, that we've been using for sparking engagement can be as easy as, hey, Terry, do you know who I need to get in touch with at XYZ in regards to open innovation submissions? Or, hey, Stephen, I'm sure it's not your department, but do you know who at company name needs to take care of open innovation submissions? The messages that are short, specific, and ask a reasonable question are just much more infinitely more likely to spark engagement and elicit a response. So another thing that is absolutely massive right now is sending audio messages. I've been talking about this for almost a year and people still aren't catching on. They're still really rare on the platform. You can send audio messages on mobile devices Uh, You can't do it on a desktop, but you can do it on mobile devices uh, via using that little microphone button that you see on that screen. As you hold that microphone button, you can record a message you have up to 60 seconds. But I recommend just not using it as another place to do some weird pitch, whatever. You'd still just use the same script of, hey Terry, do you know who I need to get in touch with at? XYZ in regards to open innovation product submissions. Thanks for your time. But you're saying it versus texting it to them. So people often listen to audio messages just due to the novelty of receiving one. It's often the first time that they've got one. So they click the play button to listen to it just because they've never seen it before. But what ends up happening is you speaking someone's name makes that outreach feel more personal. You took specific time to say that to them. It's obvious it's not copy and paste spam. So we end up seeing really high response rates out of audio messages versus standard direct messages.
0: You now, one of the things I like about what you're saying there, Benjamin, that you mentioned earlier is, is that you can hear a smile in somebody's voice. So put a smile on your face when you, when you ask that question. Uh, because it really does make a big difference to coming across as friendly. And if they can hear that in your voice, why wouldn't you want to respond to it? Simply help somebody out Uh, very quickly. They sent you a message in a unique way. So I I really like that. I think that's cool.
2: Thanks, Terry. And something that Matthew Palmer, uh, one of your coaches has been doing is he actually gets people comfortable in uh, leaving voicemails via, and, and gets them comfortable using the phone Via sending audio messages on LinkedIn up and back with his students, he's able to critique their their approach that way. So yeah. it, it's a really neat way to to get more comfortable, you know, talking and and getting used to to whatever script it is that you're going to be using. Stephen's texting me about how long I'm going and how how horrible <laughs> I am. I'm
1: going to wrap this up. Oh, really?
2: Uh, so I'm getting there, Stephen. We're close, buddy. Um, so what's really important as well is to to remember that you're going to need to transition the conversation off of LinkedIn. It's really easy and comfortable to send uh, direct messages and audio messages on LinkedIn, but you're going to have to transition off of LinkedIn Direct Messenger if you want to move your project forward. And I think it's best to use initial interest questions that potential licensees ask as an opportunity to respond with something like, that's a great question. I can best answer it as well as any other questions if we could set up a quick call or set up a virtual meeting. Uh, It's an easy transition whenever you're getting initial interest And it's the truth because direct messages are great for sparking engagement, but they're not the best form of communication when it comes to answering complex questions or working through key steps in in the licensing process, like working on a term sheet, like try texting that. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So moving the conversation off LinkedIn helps gauge interest as well as gives you the opportunity to take that relationship to the next level and get on the phone or get in a virtual meeting with that connection. And that's whenever it really starts to, uh, rubber really starts to meet the road. I'm gonna skip this because I'm going long. I wanna show everybody just a bunch of examples here of people sending out messages and getting responses. Uh, That one on the left, is in under a minute on a saturday these are from people in smart pitch uh, sending screenshots and this is something everybody we it, it's it's not a big deal to do you get started get your profile looking right uh, start making connections start participating and you can you can have those same results as well
1: now, uh, now benjamin i know you love this topic and you're very good at it, and we cannot thank you enough. But you could go on for a couple hours, couldn't you? Easily. Easily. I know. I got I gotta
0: and I know and, we've got And, gone and that's not hours. a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. No, I Harry, he could have kept me here for another Harry, hour, Steve. Harry, good with that. this guy this
1: this guy could talk about this forever because that's what he did in the book. He went on and on and on to provide all the information. And I know he truly cares because he just wouldn't stop. Benjamin, (laughs) you're the best. Thank you, Stephen. Benjamin,
0: you are the best, man. I gotta tell you, the the information that you have that you provided this evening, quite sincerely, uh, has been really terrific and really quite enlightened me in some areas, things I need to improve with respect to my profile. And uh, just the way I'm uh, participating in LinkedIn. And so thank you for that. Um, I, I believe that you've probably done that for a lot of uh, other folks out there, too. Um, and and with that, you know, I would ask you, and I know Stephen uh, has got another thing going on, but would you mind if you could we ask a couple of questions or and have you answer a couple?
2: I'm more than happy to, Steve, If you need to go, buddy.
1: Uh, oh, I, no, I, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm hey, staying hey, right hey. here. Hey, i got to watch it, you two guys now. <laughs> uh, So
0: I've got I've got a question here from uh, from Lynn Lynn Suave I, I believe it Suave I hope that's the case. Uh, but shoot me a uh, LinkedIn voice message with your name if that's uh, not it, Lynn. Uh, <laughs> so I get to play with that. Um, I, I work uh, full time and have a personal profile for that and have my product uh, business attached to that. But I have tried to invite people to like and join my product business but only have a few followers um and so basically she's saying how do i emphasize my product business properly within the profile versus her regular business
1: good question so that
2: was the the question that i skipped um like the way i got that 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 was intense (laughs) really he's prepared for that question (laughs) thanks terry Uh, So this is a question that I I get, let me make sure that I understand this right. Uh, They have two different LinkedIn accounts. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're wondering how they can utilize their product development LinkedIn account better. Yeah, she wants to
0: know how does she expose that side of her product business, you know, in conjunction with her other stuff she's got on LinkedIn because she can't do two accounts, right?
2: Yeah, two accounts is against your user agreement, and it, it's a lot of work uh like it living dual digital lives uh it, it just why why do it? It, it you can easily have one account that mixes both professional endeavors together i love using this example it's a guy who's a narco terrorist special forces and slash a entrepreneur product developer like if he can pull it off, then there's the rest of us don't really have any excuses of, of why we can't be a slash person as well. Uh, I would yeah. combine both of my efforts into one LinkedIn account, and I would I would um, use the fact that you develop products in your info area as part of your micro nar- or micro narrative that you write about yourself. And it it makes you more interesting. I don't see the downside. I I don't see why uh, other than people thinking that they need to push their product out there by using like content creation strategies. I don't see why they think they need to have two separate ones. Combine the two accounts into one effort. Grow one big network. There's nothing wrong with being a real estate agent slash product developer, engineer slash product developer. Uh, that that's my answer is, is well you know and i would tell you i
0: think that i think lynn that you could also perhaps you know uh, parlay the fact that you're creative in your daily job and talk about a little bit of that and then um and and that led you to um expressing creativity in a greater way in product development uh and and that kind of ties into to that um so let me ask one more question here this is from uh carl jones he says you only have the uh, option to direct message a new contact when you connect with them as a free user on LinkedIn. Um, and if they ignore you, they don't, you don't get a second chance to reach out do you recommend using LinkedIn premium?
1: So I don't use it. I, I, um,
2: if they're not accepting your connection requests then chances are, they're probably not going to respond to your direct outreach either. So that's part of testing, that testing and finding who it is that's going to help you. You don't get to pick and choose who it is that's going to help you out. You can fixate on certain connections and think, oh, this is going to be the person. This is my this is my golden ticket to the chocolate factory, but. Just don't get fixated on, on those people. If they're not going to accept your connection request, then chances are they're probably not going to respond to you either. So just keep testing other people within that company and, and find someone who is, because if you have your profile set up the right way, somebody's going to be willing to help you.
0: Love it. So Much like product development itself, it's a numbers game, right?
2: 100%. And and something that, that Steve and I haven't told you this, I, I liked this move. Uh, This was a move that uh, uh, someone made recently on LinkedIn. I I gave a little bit of advice and they were able to leverage it. But uh, LinkedIn isn't just a product developer's platform. You know, it's it's 700 million users. And another reason why I wouldn't split my accounts up is I would – I would take pride in in my profile and and try to use that as leverage uh, whenever possible. But one of my very good friends has a a girlfriend who works for a big, huge corporation. And she'd been being turned, kind of getting the runaround about a raise over the last uh, little bit. And she, uh, I ended up telling her to change the setting on, on her account where she would be able, where uh, people would see that she was making updates to her account and to go through and update her LinkedIn profile and to leave that setting on where people would get updates as she's doing that. And, uh, her boss ended up, she updated everything, got everything looking really good, got a new headshot, everybody's seeing that she's making these changes and her boss ended up calling her and telling her that, uh, that she was going to get her that raise and please don't go anywhere or whatever so it. It, it's not just a matter of getting products into to companies this is your perceived professional presence online this is what people have to go by and we're, we're shifting more and more into a digital world so spend time on crafting that and own that own that space Uh, Because it's it's leverage in a lot of different ways. So um, sorry to go off on another tangent, but it was just another recent story that uh, where people are are afraid to to put themselves out there like that for some reason. But it's actually really advantageous if you spend time on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, so well uh, with that, Benjamin. I guess uh, we'll call it, and, and I'll just say thank you very much. I hope everybody has enjoyed themselves. Please feel free to type in your comments if you'd like uh, in about the, the presentation itself. And uh, and if you're an event Right student, you haven't uh, you didn't get your question answered uh, perhaps this evening, then please do touch base with your coach, um, and uh, and they can help you out in that respect. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, to. Getting some connection requests on LinkedIn here, Uh, right, Steven? Uh, Some, at least a couple hundred more, right? I think we lost them. I think we have lost them. That's interesting. I guess that's how it goes. I will. uh, I'll. I'll just say, uh, everybody have a terrific night, and uh, thank you for joining us. And until we talk next time, uh, keep inventing. Have a great night.
1: See ya.